Health and well-being with Peter Barlow. And this time around, Peter, it's uh, thyroid. And it's a topic that just is constant, isn't it? It's something that's on everybody's mind. Yeah, thyroid has it's been estimated in the States that 10 to up to 40% of Americans have subclinical thyroid issues, if not definite thyroid problems. So that's that's a high percentage. Yeah, it is. So I guess it would be fair to say that the numbers would be fairly similar across most Western nations. Absolutely. Mm. And because the, the causes for you know why we might have thyroid issues, particularly underactive thyroid and overactive thyroid, are you know consistent across the Western diet and lifestyle particularly. Okay, well, we'll, we'll get into that very shortly. But Catherine, you've jumped on the phone and you have a question for Peter in relation to thyroid this afternoon. Yes. Hi, Peter. Hi, Catherine. Over 10 years ago, um, I was diagnosed with Hashimoto, and in 2009, I had radioactive treatment. Um, My levels have been um, fine, normal, since that radioactive treatment, and I'm just wondering about thyroid health um, post-treatment. Is there anything that I should be doing, even though I've had um, my issue treated? Yep. So tell me, with the with the radioactive iodine, did they did that distru- like kill all of your thyroid? Are you on thyroid hormone replacement? No, now? I'm not on anything now. Oh wow! So it just knocked the autoimmune part down, and then your thyroid's been working fine since. Yeah, he only gave me half a dose because he said sometimes that can push you the other way. Yeah. Um. So I've been fine since 2009. Okay, and it was definitely Hashimoto's that they treated yeah. with the radioactive iodine. Yeah. Yeah, because usually the radioactive iodine is more for an overactive thyroid, which is more, we see that more with um, Graves' disease. Or okay. if, if someone's got a particularly large goiter with it as well. So it's a little bit abnormal that they'd use radioactive iodine to treat Hashimoto's. Okay. Um, but well, it's overactive. My thyroid was overactive. Overactive. So it was possibly yeah. Graves' disease. Or, well, that's what he thought. But then he said to me, Hashimoto, the specialist said um, it was Hashimoto. So... Yeah, okay, okay. Well, look, what, um, what, have you got, had any recent blood tests done? Yeah, every year, yeah. Okay, okay. Well, look, I would still ask, next time you get your blood test done, like the, the major nutrients we think about in supporting thyroid health are nutrients like zinc. So yeah. you're getting your zinc levels tested, your ferritin, which is your iron. Yeah. Um, selenium. Yeah. And you can have blood tests for all of these. And the other one that's really important is vitamin D. That was a bit low last time. Yeah, and see, okay. generally doctors will say that, you know, above 50 to 200 is considered sufficient. Less than yeah. 50 is considered a deficiency. I yeah. like people to be above 100. So mm-hmm. even if you come in at 75, your GP might say, no, your vitamin D is fine, but I'd really like to see your vitamin D above the um, above 100. So you sort of want to make sure that all of those nutrients are in good, healthy ranges. Um, The other thing, of course, is um, things like vitamin C, you know, a bit of antioxidant support for thyroid health as well. Um, And just managing the stress side of things as well, because stress and adrenals play a big role in thyroid health. Peter, is there anything that stress does not play a part in when Probably it comes not. to health? Probably, Probably not. not. If we can get the stress out, we might solve half of our health concerns globally, don't you think? Yeah, absolutely. That's not an official stat. It's not to scale, but I think we might be onto something. Look, we'll continue with uh, the thyroid in just a moment, but we'll just go off base just for a second because Glenn from North Rothbury, you've got a question about high blood pressure and indeed if garlic and olive leaf supplements are good for it. Hello, Hello. Glenn. Yeah, hi. Peter, how are you going? Yeah, very well. Thanks, Glenn. 
I just um, I just try. I've on some um, prescription medications for blood pressure. It's not high or anything like that. It's just sort of tends towards the higher end. And I'm just thinking of uh, more natural remedies rather than prescription things. There's too many side effects with the other things. Uh, and I just thought I was looking at garlic uh, as a supplement, but there's a few things I read about it last night. It's, it didn't quite seem as safe as what I thought it was. And um, olive leaf was the other one. I just wonder what your opinion is on on that. Yeah, look, definitely. The the first thing I think about when I'm thinking about um, high blood pressure um, is obviously making sure you're managing all the dietary and lifestyle stuff. So. Um, getting your weight down if you're carrying extra weight, particularly if you're carrying it around your tummy, um, looking at what you're doing from an exercise point of view. So getting those things happening in your sleep patterns. But um, my favorite nutrient for high blood pressure is magnesium. Oh, okay. I take that already, actually, over the night. Yeah, well, just double-check you're taking enough. Like, you need to be on the equivalent, equivalent of about a minimum of 400 milligrams of actual magnesium a day. Oh, okay, sure. Yep, um, CoQ10. Yeah, yep. Coenzyme yep. Q10, minimum 150 milligrams a day. Yep. And I would also be looking at your fish oils as well. Yeah, well, I take fish oils now. I, I read uh, just with the garlic thing, it said uh, if you, it's sort of contraindicated if you're taking fish oils. It's not. And okay. the, the, only, the, the only query around that would be about blood thinning. Yeah, that's what I thought. Look, generally most of us can can cope with the fish oil and the garlic. I I would do those four things. Um, I I don't know much about the olive leaf for blood pressure, but that would be be my four go-tos, would include the garlic in that. Okay, some great advice there. I hope it works out for you, Glenn. Well, Peter, I mean, we better just quickly, before we move on to a bit more music, just the thyroid, what does it actually do and, and, and its function in our body? Well, look, the thyroid is a, is a gland. It's, it's shaped like a butterfly, and it, it sits around our trachea, just above our clavicle. So it's just here on your... I'm showing everyone a visual yeah, demonstration if you're listening, on radio. You can't see that Peter's pointing basically <laughs> to where an Adam's apple would be. Absolutely, below the Adam's apple in a man, and obviously women don't have Adam's apple. No, so to that just area. Imagine. So the thyroid's a gland. It's highly vascularized, and its uh, role is to produce... Um, um, our major metabolism hormones, particularly T4 and T3. So this is our thyroid hormones, T4 and T3. Now, interestingly, our thyroid hormones talk to all of our other hormones in the body. So they're sort of seen as the major master regulators. So our thyroid hormones will talk to our insulin. You know, we've talked before about blood Mm. sugar management. So thyroid plays a role in that. Our thyroid plays a role in our cortisol production. So our stress coping is affected by our thyroid health. Our thyroid plays a role or has an influence over estrogen levels, progesterone levels in women, so it can affect their cycle and fertility. It plays a role over men's hormones, testosterone, so libido, um, you know, male hormone type problems. So the thyroid's kind of a, uh, like the master regulator. If your thyroid's not good, nothing else in your body can work well, and that's why it's been linked to all sorts of conditions from... Um, autoimmune conditions, um, fibromyalgia, which is a chronic inflammatory muscular condition, acne, infertility, hormonal problems. So that's why the thyroid is such an important gland. Is it, it really, every single cell in the body pretty much has a thyroid receptor. So every cell in your body is potentially able to be influenced by these thyroid hormones. It's kind of really like the conductor of an orchestra, isn't it? If all the other hormones are kind of the instruments? Yeah, absolutely. It very much is. So that's why... Um, and the thyroid gland, because it's highly vascularized, it's got a very rich blood supply, 
it's very much or can be very much affected by a whole host of things that can disrupt thyroid function, such as um, toxins, um, viruses. You know, the Epstein-Barr virus, which we've said before on the show, you know, in America they're saying that at least 40% of the population at 40 will have had this Epstein-Barr virus, so the Epstein-Barr virus can affect thyroid function. Um, whole heap of things. So it's susceptible to um, pollution and toxins and also stress. Peter, a thyroid, it's got the people buzzing, people wanting to know all about it, aren't they? Yeah, well, it's such a such a such um, an important part of the body to have right. As you mentioned, it basically controls many, many other functions. And good afternoon to you, Caroline at East Maitland. You have a question for Peter about your under-control thyroid. Yes, please. Good afternoon, Hi. Caroline. It's Caroline, actually. Good afternoon, Caroline. Caroline. Thank you. Um, yes, I, I was um, diagnosed about seven years ago with uh, Hishimoto's. Yes. And um, I am under a good endocrinologist. I've, I used to go and see her once every year. I think she's got it down to once every two or three years now. Fantastic. And I get my blood test done through the doctor uh, every time I have a blood test done, you know, quarterly, whatever yes. it is. Yes, um, And... Um, yeah, before months, yeah. So uh, I heard you talk about Hishimoto's, and I stay pretty fit. I do probably three k's a week swimming. Yes. And um, walking, whatever. I've always been into fitness anyway, but um, I'm in, the, in my 60s, and um feel pretty young. Yeah. <laughs> but I think fitness does that a lot as well. Absolutely. But um, I feel that it does, yeah. And what I'm concerned about is the endocrinologist usually does, um, I think, uh, a few tests. That you did mention, um, TS, is it a couple yep. of them they T- normally just do? Yep, TSH, they'll yeah. do. Um, yep. T4, and the yes. big big one to make sure that they're doing is T3. Because yeah. that's, um, they, they often don't do that. And the reason yeah. is that when you, when you, your thyroid produces predominantly T4, some T3, and the T4 goes to the liver where it's get converted to the active th- T3. Yeah. So when you take thyroxine, which is the medication often yep. prescribed, thyroxine is T4. So if you only test yep. your TSH and your T4, yep. they loosely assume that T4 is getting converted effectively to T3, and that's what's regulating your TSH. But I still think it's worthwhile getting your actual T3 levels tested. So if you didn't get your T3 done, what side effects would you have? Well, it just made like ideally, depending on where your TSH is sitting. If you see, if your TSH sits above two, I sort of suspect that the thyroid is still being a bit. Un, it's not being supported enough. The hormone levels aren't quite enough. So you sort of look at the three in ratio. Like if your T four is not getting converted effectively to your T three, you're still going to feel maybe a bit more fatigued than what you should. No, um, I don't feel nothing of that. I've never had any side effects at all. Okay. As I said, fitness has got a lot to do with it now. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and my, absolutely. I'm a very good endocrinologist, so I presume they know what they're doing. She's um, in sure, her mid-40s, sure, you know. I'm sure they do. But I, I would still get your T3 tested just to double-check all of that. A couple of great things you can do, Carolyn, there. And, uh, Peter, speaking of things that you can do to keep your thyroid in check or as much as you can, there are uh, four essential nutrients for a healthy thyroid. So I guess you can tell us about a couple of them, selenium and zinc, very important. Well, before we go there, Carolyn had a really good point. Like with thyroid function mm. and ensuring, like exercise helps the body to be a lot more sensitive to your own thyroid hormone. Okay. So exercising regularly is probably one of the best ways if you're taking um, thyroxine or thyroid medication if you can exercise as well 
that you're going to get a far better effect from all of that. So exercise is really the secret weapon. And Carolyn mentioned respects. she was swimming a, a few k's a week, so that's yeah. not a bad effort either. Yeah, yeah. So that she sounds like she's travelling well with that. Um, so a couple of nutrients that are really important, and this is particularly um, in the conversion of T4 to T3. So the thyroid gland produces T4, um, and then T4 gets converted in the liver to what's called T3. So T3 is your active thyroid hormone. And it's your active thyroid hormone that's responsible for um, improving your metabolism. Um, um, it signals, sends a message to your DNA to produce protein. So it helps with hair growth. A lot of people with thyroid issues will have poor hair growth. And, um, <laughs> Do you have poor thyroid <laughs> issues, Peter? No, there's, there's other reasons why that could be happening to Stress. me. Stress. Right? <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, a lot of thyroid people lose the outer third of their eyebrows mm. so that can be if there's not enough t3 activation now yours look all I'm, right. I'm all right there yeah yours look good okay that's good yeah just checking. um so yeah so so and and zinc's zinc's a test like often with pathology doctors will do iron but they don't always think to do zinc mm -hmm. and zinc is just as an important mineral in the body in some respects Re involved in over three to four hundred different enzyme reactions so getting your zinc levels tested every time you have pathology done or at least once a year when you get your iron done to me is really worthwhile, particularly when you talk about thyroid. Selenium, it's a, it's a micronutrient. We only need small amounts. Um, the thyroid has the highest level of selenium of any adult organ and the selenium's role is to regulate hormone synthesis and protect the gland, the thyroid gland, from oxidative stress. So you know what I said before that the thyroid, because it has a rich blood supply, it's susceptible to damage by toxins that we come in contact with. Heavy metals, um, compounds called bromides, and bromides are compounds that can really disrupt thyroid function. Um, um, a whole host of things. So selenium, making sure you've got a healthy amount of selenium in your diet, and even as little as three Brazil nuts a day, that's, that's all. enough. Man. Gives you enough of this um, awesome nutrient. You can actually get your levels tested if you really wanted to go... Um, fine-tuned but even if you just make sure that you include some Brazil nuts in your diet on a regular basis that's going to cover you um, so if you don't have enough selenium it's difficult for your thyroid to make its hormones and harder for your body to convert T4 to T3 um, so high-quality seafoods also rich in selenium best source being small fish which we hope are now low in mercury um, but definitely the Brazil nuts, free-range eggs, etc. Thyroid and living healthy and doing all these things and, you know, basically being germ-free and problem-free. And then, Peter, you go and do, for me, which is the unthinkable. What did you do to my coffee cup that still has my water in it that I'm supposed to be drinking? What did you do to it? <laughs> I accidentally picked it up and I accidentally stuck my fingers in the top of it. Yeah, fingers right just in. Just moving. I was like, just trying to move it to see something. And Well, there's nothing to yeah, see. I, I don't know, know why you I moved know, it. I don't know why. I get that. I get in trouble at home for touching things all the time. Yeah, so you haven't learned from home either. I well, haven't. if your wife can't keep you in line, what hope have I got? I so I'm instead so of sorry. moving, Instead of picking it up <laughs> around the circumference and just going, oh, that's okay, he goes over the, over the top, over the wall, puts the fingers in. But then who had the last laugh? Me, because I got to say, Peter... That's exactly where my mouth has been yeah, drinking so out of that cup since six this morning. We're even. <laughs> I, and I, won't touch, I won't touch your things again. Please don't. <laughs> don't put me in charge of all that, that, that panel. Like, that's too much touching for oh, me. Well, yeah. And all the, imagine, the germs the that are, imagine the germs that are on these buttons and knobs <laughs> and controls. Uh, look, it's all about thyroid today with Peter Mullen. And uh, we've sort of covered some of the... One more. I don't think we got to cover how important vitamin D is in terms of thyroid. Yeah. So vitamin D, you know, vitamin D is coming up. 
as you know so important for a whole range of or huge variety of bodily functions, including healthy immunity, bones, muscle, insulin secretion, insulin secretion. But um, recent research has also shown that vitamin D deficiency um, is associated with insulin resistance. So, you know, vitamin D is coming up as a bit of a um, go-to for everything. And it's a bit tricky if you're thinking, oh, I'm going to get my vitamin D from the sun because you don't want to end up having too much and having all of those problems, but you can't run away from it either. Well, look, I had a lady today, and her vitamin D was 57. So that, to me, is quite deficient, quite on the lower side. So how do we measure, when you say 57, on what scale is that number? Uh, it's through, just through a blood test. Okay. So it's nanomoles per litre or something. I'm not sure of the actual units of measurement, but we say it's sitting at about 57. So again... That's a low number. And this lady's got an under-functioning thyroid. You need healthy levels of vitamin D to actually allow the T three the active thyroid hormone to actually enter the cell where it stimulates dna to produce more proteins and do all the work it does to improve our metabolism fat burning mm. growth muscle growth thyroid's really important for children's development as well and unfortunately you know um thyroid healthy thyroid function with kids is affected First and foremost, not only by lack of sun or lack of vitamin D, possibly because we are slip-slopping and slapping mm. so much, not being irresponsible and saying that, but also, too, nutrient deficiency is a big thing with our kids where they're going to be going to be low in zinc, iron, you know, often vitamin D as well. So, yes, yeah, so the vitamin D, you get it, if you, even if your thyroid, we've had a couple of callers today whose thyroid seems to be managed quite well, to make sure that the thyroid hormone and the thyroid function is going the best health possible, you still want to make sure that all these nutrients are at good, healthy levels because you'll get a lot more out of your thyroid function, even if you're taking synthetic thyroid hormone. If you make sure that your zinc is a healthy range, your iron is a healthy range, your selenium is happening on a regular basis, and it can be tested, but also your vitamin D particularly. Very, very important, Peter. And uh, with all of that in mind, uh, we've got to tell people very important about the Thyroid Health Talk. Now, there are some limited spaces available for this tonight. Yeah, this will be our last Thyroid Talk for this half of the year. We may be doing one later. But um, if you've got questions to do with thyroid, tonight's a great one to come along to. Um, and, you know, there's always time to ask questions during or after the, the talk. So... Yeah, welcome anyone that's interested in thyroid health to come along. And a couple of other talks as we head towards the end of May on Tuesday the 22nd, uh, being supercharged with Lee Holmes. Yeah, so Lee's um, talking, and she'll be talking to us on the radio as well, about her new book to do with gut gut health. Um, well, Tuesday the 9th of June, we've got our wonderful new practitioner, Amanda, is going to be doing her first fertility talk. It was great to have her in last week with you as well. Yeah, she's a lovely lady, and mm. she's very knowledgeable around fertility and you know, and that's where people um, choose to go totally naturally, or if they want to combine it with IVF. You know, they're. Mm. Well, it's not my specialty, but okay. <laughs> and uh, I'm not sure if I want to be here or be away for the one that's going to wrap us up for June. It's your th our anxiety talk. That's and actually, you should that. come along to that one. A special guest. Yeah, no, no, no. You should come along and have a listen because it's a, some really great information, really great practical tips. And I really think Peter's circling the wagons on me because next week on the radio we're talking about sleep. Is this as in not getting enough Absolutely. sleep? That is sleep deprivation oh, is one of the worst the things. <laughs> now the other the other exciting thing is uh, Mother's Day is coming up. And you got a quick promotion That's on that? This, this weekend? Yeah, yes, Sunday. Peter, it is this weekend. It is. <laughs> so Mother's Day this Sunday. So on our Facebook page, we've got a, a wonderful free um, lucky draw for some great um, skincare products. 
so beautiful range that we have in our office but um they're all free on facebook so you can get on there and you can nominate someone to win a win some prizes and we've got some heaps of prizes there so if anyone wants to look at our mother's day um facebook promotion it's free get on and have a look on our facebook page magic word free thanks peter we'll talk to you next week on the radio for health and well-being lovely to see you mark and i promise not to touch any of your things next please week. don't please don't stay away thanks for listening to this podcast from 2nurfm at the university of newcastle topics range from gardening to health well-being pet care finance business and travel you'll find them all at 2nurfm.com <laughs>